Badass Nation, and welcome to the Badass in Business Show, the show where we help you with your inner game and your outer game, teaching you how to own your inner badass and share strategies with you to badass your business, or in other words, to get badassified. I love that word, badassified. So this is Annette Piper, the Badass Business Chick, and your host for the show. And today's going to be another great show. We have Tom Jacobs on the show today, and I'm thrilled to have him here and can't wait to hear what he has to share. To say Tom has been through a few things in his 30-plus years of being an entrepreneur is an understatement. He's definitely had more failures than successes, but wouldn't have it any other way. He sold his fitness business, which he owned for nine years, and he sold that a year ago to become the impact pilot, helping entrepreneurs generate more income through better sales strategy and using stories to sell. Tom has a BFA degree in theater from DePaul University in Chicago and holds his private pilot license for single-engine airplanes, which was a lifelong dream he achieved in 2013. He's been a contributor to CBS Radio in Houston, a guest on Great Day Houston TV show, Univision Television, Fox 26 News, KPRC Channel 2, and the CW Houston. And he's also a presenter at the Small Business Development Center in Houston. Wow, Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, Annette. Glad to be here. Well, we're excited to have you here. So, Tell us a little bit more about you. I mean, that was a, a great intro, but tell us more about your life and your business and what you're really passionate about. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, that, that's kind of the highlight reel is uh, everything that you just described. And I always like to say, you know, over 30 years of kind of owning and dabbling and being in business, uh, you, you tend to do a lot of different things and have more failures and success. And that's where I really believe that the learning comes from. But my very first business was when I was 16 years old, and I uh, I had a mobile DJ business and a string quartet. So I played violin. Uh, well, I, technically, I guess I still play violin every once in a while. But I played violin as a uh, as a kid. And in high school, we had a little string quartet, four of us. And on this, on Sundays, I would go through the newspaper and look up all the wedding announcements. And then I would uh, find out the bride's names and then go to the white pages and look up the bride's name and find her address and then write her a letter. And I had a form letter that I'd already done and inviting her to um, listen to or ask for a demo of the string quartet or go through like what they were doing for their, their DJ needs. And that was my first... I didn't realize that that was direct mail marketing when I heard direct response marketing when I was doing it. I was like, well, I guess I'll just uh, write a letter to these people and say, hey, you know, can we do this? And that's what um, got me through high school and, and college. And I think the biggest compliment came when uh, one of the, the brides-to-be uh, were sitting down doing the consultation and she was signing up to, you know, you know, for the DJ business and for the string quartet. And she asked, you know, what school I went to? I said, oh, I will go to Northmont. She said, I haven't heard of that, that university. I was like, it's not. It's a high school. And she was like, oh, you're in high school. I was like, yeah, is that going to be a problem? She's like, no, this is awesome. 
<laughs> so uh, that was fun. And then shortly after that, I realized, you know, or actually I was told that I needed a college education. So I went to uh, DePaul University and, and I I wanted the the um, education where or the degree where I wouldn't have to do a lot of math. So I, I picked theater and uh, theater management and didn't really use it too much. I did I did produce a few plays in, in Chicago while I was there. Um, but 20 years later, finally, I get to use my um, my degree in theater by helping uh, people tell their stories better and then also how, how to sell. So it's kind of a roundabout way of um, my my journey through the entrepreneurial place. Well, it's a great story, and that's a pretty ingenious marketing strategy for a 16-year-old and, you know, <laughs> no real Internet stuff then. You did depend on the yes. phone book. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, now I don't think you would ever be able to get a bride's address uh, these days, even with the Internet. Yeah, not unless you paid for uh, for a special service. I know we uh, we did our high school reunion last year, and I was on the committee, and we did have a paid subscription to uh, white pages where you could get people's address and phone number. But whether or not it was correct or current was a different story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you uh, paid extra crazy. money, you could do a whole background check on them, which is kind of scary. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> check their mugshot. <laughs> exactly. So what motivated you to um, – you know, you said you had a fitness business first, and now you're uh, doing more with with sales. What motivated mm-hmm. you to kind of make that shift from fitness into uh, the world of, of sales and helping entrepreneurs? Yeah, and that comes with a what I would consider my my signature story, and this is why I love sales so much now. Uh, because of what I went through uh, after owning my business for for six months, so um, you know it was. I remember this very very distinctly. It was a Sunday afternoon, and it was you know hot and humid outside, like it usually is in, in Houston. But it was nice blue skies, or a few clouds in the sky. But I was sitting in the back of my uh, fitness studio in my small little office where all the electrical equipment is, so it's like buzzing, and there was extra heat in there as well from all this from all the transformers and stuff. And I'm sitting there at my desk and I'm looking at my computer screen and up on my computer screen is my bank account. And I remember staring at my bank account and just tears started streaming down my face. I just started crying, breaking down because I realized that on that Friday at the end of the week, both rent and payroll were due and I was $10,000 short of making rent and payroll. And as any entrepreneur knows, the first day you can't make payroll is the first day that you're out of business because employees kind of like to get paid, even though us as entrepreneurs don't always get paid ourselves. But I, I, I had to make the hardest phone call of my life. And there were two reasons that that phone call was really, really difficult. Number one is that I had to admit that I needed help because, you know, as an entrepreneur, we're always told you can do what you can do anything. Uh, it's only you. You can do it. Just grind through and and figure it out. Nobody else is there to help you. And I, I think that's complete BS because we do need help. 
from time to time. We can't do it all. That's why we hire employees and, and have business coaches and, and things like that. The second reason that that phone call was really difficult was because it was to my father. And at that point of owning the business for you know, about six months, uh, I was 40 years old. And at 40 years old, having to ask your dad for money is a very humbling experience. I mean, just asking anybody for money other than a bank can be very, very humbling. But to then admit to your father that you're kind of failing a little bit in your business was was very, very difficult for me. I, I called him up, and uh, he could hear in my voice that I'd been crying and just wanted to help out as, as much as he could. And, and, and I said, well, you know, I need $10,000 by Friday or I'm going to go out of business. And he was like, okay, I'll loan you the money. And I put emphasis on the word loan in that because uh, it came with a 12% interest rate and I had to put my house up for collateral and sign an eight-page document. I'm like, Dad, like, what, what, what's all these wow. stipulations and all this? I know. And he was like, well, son, I want to teach you a lesson. And I was like, Dad, I'm 40 years old. I don't need any more life lessons. I need 10 grand or I'm going to go out of business. And, uh, of course, he wired me the money, but, you know, as, as it always turns out, dads are right. Um, I did need that life lesson. And that lesson was that I could ask for help and I should ask for help when I needed it. And that's when I got my very first business coach. And through that process of being coached, I figured out a sales system that worked for me and figured out that it's okay to ask for money that it's all right to ask questions of the prospect, not to just bang them over the head with why they need the service, but rather have them tell you why so that they're buying from you and you're no longer selling. And I mean, that was a complete shift for me because I used to be, I, my sales process and that was just, it was complete rubbish. Because people would walk in the door, I'd be like, well, what do you want? And it was usually in that tone of voice too. It was like, what do you want? And like, well, I want personal training. Like, all right, it's sixty bucks a session. You get ten. You get it's for six hundred bucks. You want it or not? And then they might have to think about it. Or on a very rare occasion, they would, you know, buy the ten pack of sessions. And that was really clearly why I almost went out of business in six months because I didn't know how to sell. Once I got that system in, so I was following up with leads. I was asking questions during the consultation. And I was allowing them to buy from me versus having to sell to them. My business absolutely exploded. And that, that first year of business, just to give you an example, you know, the first six months were complete trash. The second six months were getting better. And, and so I was able to squeeze out about $100,000 in gross revenue in that first year. The second year of business, I did $500,000 in gross revenue. All because I knew how to sell, and I use a system to sell. Because when you use a system, it's repeatable over and over and over again. And the best part is I could train other people to do it. So I started training my employees to do it, and then you know the business just took off. It was running just fine. And I actually started coaching other fitness entrepreneurs how to increase their business. And I literally traveled all over the world doing little, little small group workshops and again, used a system to sell the program that I was selling at these small group workshops. 
And so, you know, the biggest learning that I had from it was, you know, sales is a system. You do it consistently the same way over and over again, you're going to get a consistent result. And the second is that it can be taught to anybody. And so near the end of, you know, my tenure at the business, I decided, you know, I wanted to focus more on helping entrepreneurs. So I decided to sell the business a year ago. And so for the last year, I've developed my own uh, sales system that, brings in, you know, how do you get the prospects on the phone, asking the right questions, and then most importantly, how do you tell a story in a compelling way to create a connection with your audience, whether it's one person or a thousand people, and compelling them to know you, like you, trust you, so that they will then buy from you. And so now that's, I mean, that's kind of my journey through the sales and why I'm doing right now and why I'm so passionate about storytelling with the emphasis on selling uh, in that story. Well, I love that story. And you you gave us a couple of reasons why storytelling is important in a sales situation, so connection. What are some – are there some other reasons that storytelling is, are uh, being able to tell those, those valuable stories in a sales situation? Are there more reasons for that? Yeah. Well, the first and, and – foremost is creating a connection with your audience or your prospect. So there was a study done by a professor at Princeton University, and they, they studied the brainwave, or they did an fMRI on uh, the storyteller, and, and which is basically a brain scan, on the storyteller and the receiver of the story, the, the audience. And there were like two people, I guess, that were listening to the story. The brains of all three, so the storyteller and the two receivers of the story, lit up in the exact same spots in each of the person's brains. So not only is there a, a connection in terms of just, you know, understanding what somebody's telling you, but there's a neuro connection as well. Our brains are actually synchronized together while that story is being told. So the connection is the biggest part. The second, it's a great way to illustrate the benefits of your product or, or service without just talking about stats. I mean, if you go in and buy a car and, and the, person just, the salesperson is just talking about, you know, it's a V6 engine and it goes really fast or it brakes, it's safe, you know, it has seat belts, all this, you know, all the details of the car, you're not going to necessarily remember all that. But if that salesperson tells a story of them going camping and they used uh, this, uh, the, their, their pathfinder to go camping and they were able to put you know, two people were, the two kids were in the back in their sleeping bags and they had this tent on the outside and they just, they were going through all these woods and they just created this story for you. You're going to remember that story a lot more than if the car, what kind of engine the car had or if it did four wheel drive or not. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I've taught, uh, a bit about storytelling in my own business, but I was not aware of that study. That's fantastic mm-hmm. information. I'll, I'll have to look that up for sure. Yeah, and it was actually a TED Talk. The professor actually did a TED Talk on it, so it's really fascinating. I recommend anybody looking at that. Great, great. And so, you know, some of our stories are a little bit embarrassing. So why would you maybe want to share a personal story that may be embarrassing? Yeah. 
Well, you know, the story that I shared, you know, uh, crying at, you know, a man crying, looking at his bank account is not the most uplifting of stories, but it has a really good moral to it. Um, you know, it, it can be very embarrassing to be vulnerable in front of people. But in today's day and age where we're super connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all any social media, uh, we only see people's highlight reel. We don't see the true humanity that got people to where they are today. I, I swear, if I see another entrepreneur, coach, or whatever washing their Lamborghini or Rolls Royce in their driveway talking about how great their product is, I'm probably going to, like, shut down Facebook or something like that. Because I think it's, it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, right? Because we don't see what that person went through to get to where they are today, if they even went through anything to get there today anyway. And, I, you know, people – when they tell a vulnerable story, and it doesn't have to necessarily be embarrassing, but just something that makes them more vulnerable, we are so much more attracted to that individual than if they just told us all the great things about them. Because now we see them as a real human. Yes, I like that. And I know when I started the Bad Ass in Business brand, uh, I stepped out of my comfort zone big time to share something that even though I've been in business, had some form of business for the last 16 years, I shared a story of how I actually began in business, my first real business in high school, which was something I'd never shared before because I didn't know, want people to know that I was a drug dealer and that's how I made money in high school and after high school. But in the 70s, that was really badass for a woman to be in that world or a girl because it was um, it was a man's world. And so that <laughs> was like this, the beginning of the badass branding is like, wow, I've, I've had some badass stuff going on in my life for a long time. But I, I never really shared that story. But now it's become part of my brand and who I am and how – I started where before I I didn't want people to think poorly of me, and so I would never mm-hmm. share that story. But I get more comments from people on that story. It's like, wow, I never would have guessed. And it just it creates a new connection and a whole new conversation. So I can see how that vulnerability really helps uh, you be more human. And I agree with the whole Lamborghini stuff. It's like when we don't understand, we don't see the struggles that they're currently going through either. Right, exactly. (laughs) Because I'm sure it's not all roses because this is life. And, you know, just when you think things are flowing well, life has a way of throwing you your next curveball so you can get your next lesson. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. And then you can get a really good story out of that, like, life lesson as well. <laughs> exactly. I, I share so many of my life lessons uh, because people can really connect with that because they've gone through something similar or they, you know, they they at least get some compassion and empathy for what you've gone through and, you know, that also creates that connection as well. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, there's... there's a, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, and there's, there's a good way of telling a story and a, and a bad way of telling a story as well. And so many people, when they're, they're in that sales situation, they tend to tell a story off the cuff rather than really creating that story beforehand. And I think that's, I, well, I not think, I know, that is the most important thing, that, that you can't just come up with a story off the cuff and have it to be impactful and lead to a sale because that's the ultimate like the way that I approach storytelling is I think a lot different than most uh, storytelling coaches out there or people doing storytelling is that my the purpose of telling the story is to sell something so we always craft that story very uh, very uh, specifically around storytelling and and to make sure that that story is selling their product or their service. And so what's the right way to structure a story so that it, it does facilitate that sales process? Yeah. So I have a seven-step process to go through to create a story that sells. And that's actually a little gift that I want to give to your listeners uh, as well as you know, to download that book. It's completely free and, and it will help them and craft their story so that they can start the process of being able to sell their product or service. But the most important things are, one, you have to grab somebody's attention right away. So I always start with just a fairly shocking sentence that starts so that people are like instantly, well, what got them to that point? So when I first started my story, it was like I was sitting at my desk and I I was crying looking at my bank account. Well, automatically, it's going to go, well, gosh, that's weird. Why is he doing that? What led up to it? And then what was learning from it? Those are the next two elements. And then what's really important is what lessons did you learn from it? And then what do you want to teach to your uh, to your audience or to your prospect? And it's in that teaching moment that is what makes that connection between your product and your service and the story. So now you tie this is what I learned from my story, and this is why you should learn from my story as well and buy my product. And that's kind of the the framework of going through a story without specifically saying, (laughs) you need to buy my product. Because if you tell the story the right way, the prospect's going to go, wow, that's that's really amazing. You can solve my problem, and I want to buy from you. Wow, that sounds like a fantastic gift, and I'll have you share where they can get that uh, as we wrap up. But what would be a piece of advice that you could give uh, other entrepreneurs that are listening to this show today? Yeah, don't be afraid to show your vulnerability and show kind of what got you to where you are today, because people are craving for that type of connection. Um, one of my clients, Willie, and she does send out cards, and typically she would tell people just kind of how to use the program, and it's just basically a card sending service. Um, but it wasn't until we started working together and she shared her story of why she got involved in cards. That was when her business really took off, and she was able, she loves to do public speaking, but in the moment that she st- shared a very vulnerable story of 
her mother and her husband dying a day apart from each other, it's very traumatic, um, she was able to then make a connection with her audience. And with that connection, more people understood why she does what she does and therefore buys her product. And so as an entrepreneur, we shouldn't be afraid to share why we do what we do with an impactful story that uh, ultimately will sell our product. Well, that's great advice. And I have just loved having you on the show today, Tom. And you have that special offer for our listeners. Would you share where they can get that? Absolutely. It's on my website, and it's uh, tomjacobs.com forward slash storybook. And my last name has a little trick in it. So it's T-O-M-J-A-C-K-O-B-S dot com forward slash storybook. And so they can download that storybook and start crafting their own story. I love it. That's a fabulous gift. Well, it's been great having you on the Badass in Business show today. And Tom's info and links will be in the podcast notes. So thanks, Tom, for being on the show. Thanks a bunch. I I love being a badass, so this is perfect. Well, perfect, because we love other badassers. And remember, everyone, to share the podcast with other badass business owners. Be sure to check out my new e-learning center at Badass and Business Academy. And you can also find me on my website at AnnettePiper.com. And remember to spell Piper, P-I-E, just like the Emmy dessert. Go out and make it a badass day. Goodbye, everyone.